Welcome into Baltimore Sports Today, the daily podcast from the Baltimore Sports Report Network. This is episode 390 for Monday, April 24th, 2017. I'm Zach Will from BaltimoreSportsReport.com. Joined, as always, by my good pal, Jabby Burns. Happy Monday, Jabby Burns. Happy Monday, Zach. Nothing to talk about today, is there? Slow news day today. (laughs) Hey, right off the top, let's give props to the Caps. I know some people, old Caps Nation, gave up on the Caps after, what, game four? Caps went down 2-1. How many times did you hear, or I guess it would be game three, whatever it was. uh, How many times did you hear, same old Caps, oh, this is the Cap, blah, 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 blah. I'm tired of that narrative, tired of dumb curses, tired of all that stuff. I've told you that. I'm happy this team won. Toronto, if I could give you one of those claps, like those emoji claps that you could give on uh, on Twitter, Zach, or on uh, Instagram mm-hmm. or Snap It over there, I would because I love. I actually really like watching that team play. Um, gritty series, no big controversies. Five of the six games go to overtime. All the games decided by one goal. Um, that's hockey for you, baby. And now it's time to move on and get those dirty pins. Um, yeah, I know. It was... A little tighter than I expected, but they're moving on nonetheless, so that yep. it doesn't matter how tight it was. Um, I, I, I like never thought I'd say this, but I am a little uh, uh, tired of over high, overtime hockey, you know? I'd yeah. like to see some wins in regulation. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving on. So look, the, the, the goal is still achievable, right? This team can still do it despite the frustrations. And I was one of those guys who was just as frustrated when they go down against a team. I expected them to kind of pound in the first round. Um, so, but they're moving on and that's all that matters. So bring on the pins. Yep, absolutely. As somebody said on Twitter here, um, looking forward to the Stanley Cup final starting Thursday at uh, Verizon yeah, Center because the winner of this one would probably be, wouldn't you say the winner of this, even to the other side, would probably be the favorite to win the whole jammy as opposed to just to get out of the Eastern Conference? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I feel that way. So that's what happened in one sport this week. Yeah. Hey, no, there was no fights in that sport, Zach. No. Yeah. in hockey of all sports. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. You know what? Because they actually have these, they don't have so quote unquote unwritten rules and all these other hack things that baseball's got. So the Orioles take two out of three from oh. the Red Sox, which is There fantastic. was a series? I know. <laughs> that's what I was going to start with. That, believe it or not, these teams actually did play and the Orioles won that series. Uh, so kudos to them. But that's not what everybody's talking about this morning. That's not really what we're going to focus on this morning. What we're going to focus on uh, are, uh, is, in my opinion, a stupid aspect of baseball, an aspect that I get tired of continually having to uh, chat about. That's unwritten rules. That's this stupid eye for an eye mentality. Uh, that's you know trying to figure out intent of, of both sides of something that is just dumb. Uh, but here we are nonetheless. Everybody's written about it. Everybody's talking about it. So that's what we're going to do. So this goes back to Friday, Jabby Burns, in which uh, Manny Machado, third baseman for the uh, Baltimore Orioles, is on first base. And he uh, he is running from first to second on a ground ball hit by Mark Trumbo, a ball that uh, that could be a double play ball. He slides hard into uh, second base, and I don't even know if takeout is the right word, but he, yeah. he, makes, he was trying to get to the base. He makes contact with Dustin Pedroia, who, uh, who had knee surgery this past offseason, uh, was frustrated by it. And 
was out of the game uh, following this this collision and, and had uh, some very fired up quotes. He said, I've turned the best double play in the major league for 11 years. <laughs> Is that years. true, by the way? <laughs> yeah, I don't know that that's true, but okay. he, he's turned a double play. He's a good second baseman, but I mean, I don't know. The best? Uh, all right, whatever. Yeah. I've turned the best double play in the major leagues for 11 years. I don't need the effing rule. Let's be honest. The rule is irrelevant. The rule is for people with bad footwork, and that's it. So people kind of in Baltimore gave the gave the guy the benefit of the doubt. Uh, the rest of his team, including the manager, including everybody that covers the team, by the way, the Boston media, holy mm. smokes. My goodness. Uh, so I don't know if Pedroia turns the best double play in the major leagues for the last 11 years, as he says he does, but he's got a lot of experience nonetheless, so he should know that runners avoiding contact with defenders at second. This is a new thing, okay? This is like pass two, three. If you really want to go far back, five years, okay? So that means Pedroia played six years in which runners never tried to avoid making contact with guys uh, around second, trying to turn double plays. Uh, I have watched the Machado slide a thousand times at this point. Um, and, and I don't know what, was this intentional? Uh, I can say, was, was he sliding late? Uh, yeah, I think he was probably sliding late. I saw members of the Boston media saying, there's no way this wasn't dirty. Cause look at how his leg comes oh up and God. spikes and spikes Pedroia. And I, I can't sit here honestly and come to the conclusion that yes, his leg at this frame of the video comes up. So clearly this was intentional. Clearly, this was dirty. To me, more than anything, he slides late. He is sliding past the bag, but he's in the baseline. How many of these slides do we see where guys are are extending their hand to touch the bag because they're sliding so far out of the baseline to break this yep. up? I mean, that was regular commonplace in baseball for years, and people would say, good hard slide. That's a good baseball play this was a late slide in the bases his leg comes up to me I mean maybe because he's trying to break up the double play maybe because he's his otherwise his legs going to jam into the base I don't know I I can't decide intent everybody else seems to have been able to decide intent I I can't do it um, so I don't know, you know, if I can truly decide if, if that's what happened and, and give Pedroia's credit. He did go on and say, uh, it's not the first time I've been hit. It won't be the last it's baseball, man. So that was, yep. that was Friday. Give mm-hmm. me your, give me your feel on what happened on Friday. Well, first of all, my thought on the play itself is not only was it not a double play at that time because the ball was rolling so short that Pedroia turned into a first baseman, in my opinion, because of what he's but doing. He's, he's turned not even the coming best close. double play in the big leagues for the last well, 11 years. Oh, well, yeah, he's Roberto Alomar. Uh, I was... Uh, <laughs> It, to me, he's trying to get to the base, actually try to uh, stretch so that he can actually get the out at second base as opposed to getting ready to turn the best double play in the last 11 years. <laughs> um, I, so that's number one for me. So Manny is going from, in his mind, going from breaking up a double play to now, hey, I can actually get to this bag. So I think it's a split-second decision where you go into your non, uh, your takeout mode as opposed to trying to get to the bag mode. So I think he got caught in between, in my opinion. What happened was is I think he slid across the top of the bag. His cleats were up a little bit high but it didn't look like he's first instinct was i gotta get the back of this guy's leg right additionally i always go with first instincts and i'm gonna bring something up and 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 this is here's my thought i always wonder what a guy does right when something happens okay and the first thing manny machado does as he's coming into the bag is grab pedroia like as if he's 
somebody that he cares about, right? Let's just put it this way. Do you think Jose Batista would have grabbed uh, Odor? No. Okay. No. I'm just saying like, there seems to be something that there's, it, and I didn't even know that they were, they were friends. I don't know. I don't know any background between the two of them. I guess they're besties. They text all the time. They shoot text back and forth. I have never heard that before, but either way, th- that whole thing, um, it just, it's my first instinct is to think that if this was Adam Jones, if this was, um, even Chris Davis, for example, right. Somebody with no history, somebody that's respected throughout baseball. I don't even think this thing gets to this point, Zach. I think that the, it's Manny Machado and quote unquote, he's a villain and, and, and Manny Machado has got a hot head and we all know. And so that's where I think that the Red Sox thing. Additionally, I think the Red Sox were a little bit pissed off and wanted to light some fire under their own team because of the fact they've had seven home runs in the whole season at that point, hadn't been hitting the ball very well, been getting their butt kicked up and down the field by this Baltimore Orioles team. And I think that more played into the, the drama that was. Obviously, it's Pedroia, so it's going to make a bigger deal. I guess he's the heart and soul. I love Pedroia, I know you were, you're going to have some different thoughts on this whole deal. I love Pedroia. He's the only Red Sox, only probably any Boston player that I actually respect a lot. I always have. I've never had any problems with him. I think he plays the game right, which is why I think he handled this situation, at least on Friday night. Um, I thought he handled it perfectly, said, you know what, besides the fact that he's Roberto Alomar, you know, turned double yeah. plays. Other than that, I thought he handled it correctly. I thought, I don't think Manny intentionally went out. And that's not just me being a guy saying, you know, Manny, Manny, I'm an orange Kool-Aid drinker. I actually just think Manny didn't think that. Trust me, I have things about Manny, no things about Manny that I don't love about Manny. But that's one thing that I don't think had happened there. And I think it's more of his reputation that kind of played in this than anything else. And he's earned that reputation. And I get it. And I get why Pedroia would be frustrated coming off a knee surgery. But again, I go back to the fact that, you know, I'm going to say five years. I think it was even less than that. Five years ago, nobody's talking about this being a, a dirty play at all. Everybody's talking about how this is a good, hard baseball play. And Pedroia should know that. And he sort of says that. He says it's baseball, man. It won't be the last. All that all that kind of stuff. But this was like normal, commonplace. Nobody, and, and I see dirtier slides than this all the time. I, I'm not even going to go as far as you in saying that I want to give Machado the benefit of the doubt. I mean, personally, I, I, you know, I know he's got a reputation. I know he's earned it. But I, I'll just, you know, stick with the middle common ground here. Where yeah. was it dirty? I, I can't say either way. Uh, but I, I do think that you know, in in looking at the slide compared to others, even compared to one that I saw on Saturday, Jab, yep. in which Jonathan Scope was spiked by yep. Chris Young on Saturday on a slide at second. And I guess because Scope didn't have knee surgery, I guess because Scope <laughs> hasn't turned the best double play for 11 years in a row, literally nobody said anything. I mean, nobody said a darn thing about a slide that I thought was pretty comparable to to Machado's yep. slide. Do we all forget two years ago, too, when they went into Scope real dirty, put him out for two months up in uh, Boston as well in the same type of situation? Yeah, uh, I guess we we throw that all out there because okay. because John Farrell, you know the the Red Sox are okay. uh, are the prime example of of how oh. to uh, play baseball the right way and do things right and oh. and the sign of good in the world comes from the Boston Red Sox. Who, well, the good thing is is finally we can get back to hating the Red Sox like we hated the Blue Jays. Now that the Blue Jays suck again, it's good to be back <laughs> to really start to hate the Red Sox again. You know, it's. It's interesting, and we're going to get to Sunday and what happened, of course. Um, you know, but the weekend itself kind of played out like a, 
kind of like a, a theater, right, Zach? I mean, you have your first act on Friday, right? And then Saturday, the anticipation, will Mandy get hit? Well, there's a knuckleball here on the, on the mound. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead and hit him with, uh, you know, Stephen Wright. I think Stephen Wright's trying to find the plate as opposed to, you know, trying to hit somebody. Um, so you always think about later in the game, will that tough guy, Sean Kelly, come out there or Jim Kelly or whatever the hell guy that – the guys who's barely in the league still in there yelling at people. It's interesting how the, the Red Sox handled this whole situation. And and if you want to get right into what happened on Sunday, I think it was cowardly, Zach. I found the, the way they did it with a guy like Barnes who, you know, you could pretend that you weren't – that you just missed it. You don't just miss on that. You don't wait till the guy comes up in his last at bat in a 6-1 game that you know it's probably cunning. I, I'll give you – I'm going to say this, Zach, because I, I really want to hear your take on the whole situation, especially with the, the Pedroia and maybe some of the Britain comments after. But I'll say this for Manny Machado. Dude's a badass. He jumped right back in the box against the guy who was yelling at him and Kelly and hammered one off the center field wall like yeah. to me shows that guy has no fear um he's not going to let anybody to you know get him out of his game this might actually help turn manny around a little bit in, in the hitting because it looked like to me zach that he started to kind of come around this weekend with the bat yeah i, I think so too i want to set the stage on sunday All brings right. us to sunday uh the final you know, six six one game <laughs> Uh, well, well out of, you know, contention for the Orioles and, and Matt Barnes, uh, uh apparently according to Pedroia takes it um, among himself, uh, to retaliate. And, and, you know, th- this is the stupid part about baseball. I love this game so much, but I hate this stupid unwritten rules. eye for an eye BS that is in this game. It's absolute garbage. Why, why do players feel that payback for a hard slide, if that's you know what we are going to call it, hard. Maybe you think it's a dirty slide, is doing something that could kill another player. Is that is right. that ser- like seriously that that is what you think proper payback for this is? And if you're not going to kill him, you're at least trying to seriously injure him because you're throwing at the guy's head. Right. Okay. Uh, and and got then away. It got away, Zach. It got away. And then though, then that's the worst freaking part of all of this is that mm-hmm. the pitcher and his manager goes in front of the media, and I gotta sit there and watch them blatantly lie to all of us, just like John Farrell and just like Matt Barnes did. This has got to stop. It's it's got they've got to put an end to this crap because somebody is gonna die or somebody is gonna seriously get hurt over something that's just so stupid. It's got to stop, and I'm, and I'm tired of seeing it. I'm not only tired of seeing it happen to uh, the team that I root for, I'm tired of seeing it happen throughout the league. It's ridiculous. Yep. These guys act like freaking children, and you know what's going to happen? Barnes, because, you know, because he didn't admit it and because there's a possibility that, oh, he threw the worst pitch he's ever thrown, and it happened to be a pitch that could have killed a guy who took out, you know, uh, the player who's turned the best double play in 11 years on your team. Um, you know, because he didn't admit to it, we're only going to suspend him for a little bit. And because his manager said that it wasn't intentional, it's a bunch of crap and it's got to stop. Um, if that's Kimbrell, do you think Kimbrell's doing that? I don't know because because apparently you know you listen to Dustin Pedroia and and Matt Barnes went rogue and did it on his own, which is another problem that I have here. Dustin Pedroia, uh, you know, he was seen talking to Machado. We, we've all watched that clip a million times, uh, where Machado's kneeling down and Pedroia's yelling over to him and he's saying, you know, I had nothing to do with that. Uh, and he said it in in quotes after the game. I had nothing to do with that. Uh, that's not how you do that, man. And 
you know, credit to Manny, who's had a super hot head his entire career, but he's just, you know, saying, I know, I know. I'm not buying it, though. I don't buy this crap because I see it one of two ways, okay? Pedroia is either a terrible leader because if he truly didn't have anything to do with it, if he truly went into the clubhouse and said, you know, look, guys, uh, I know some of you are probably frustrated that that uh, I had this knee surgery and I get taken out, but we don't need the retaliation. We don't need it. And then one of his guys goes and, and does that. Matt Barnes goes and tries to kill Machado. Then he's just a terrible leader. He's a, he's an awful leader who his, his teammates don't listen to. That's option one. Option yeah. two is he's full of crap and he's a liar. I, I don't see how it's possible any other way. You you can decide. Is Pedroia an awful leader who his teammates don't listen to, or is he lying? I don't know. And unlike the Boston media, I'm not going to jump to conclusions, but I don't see how there's a third option here. No, I think you're right. Now, now let's go back a little bit. Who was the leader, quote-unquote leader, on this team as of last year? Well, Would we you were say told big? it was David Ortiz. Okay. So the big, big sloppy, everybody's friends with him all over the – I guess he's the greatest guy in the league to everybody within the league. People outside of Boston are not a big fan of him. But I've always felt Pedroia is the quote-unquote real leader on that team um, and has been and somebody that they look at as their guy, right? Um, they got plenty of guys on that team. I mean, Mookie Betts is a pretty good player. I mean, they, they got – Ben Attendee going to be a stud. I told you that. He's unbelievable, right? So they're, they're kind of loaded with a lot of young guys. But Dustin right now at this point <clears> – <throat> has been there for all the championships. He probably has the biggest voice in that locker room, you would say, right? This happened to Dustin Pedroia, correct? And everybody lost their mind, right? Everybody on that. And I can see it, right? So if something happened, I'm, I'm trying to equate it for us, would you say Adam Jones would be the Dustin Pedroia for us? Sure. Yep. Okay, so if Adam is somehow involved in something like this, there's probably going to be a bunch of Orioles probably pretty fired up, and you know we're gonna we're gonna take care of the business. Two things on that: one, our manager would handle this thing inside the inside that locker room. There would not be any comments outside of that locker room, and I do want to get to Britain's comments because I thought they were way out of line, in my opinion. But Britain's that comments being, were really yes, I thought so. Really? But anyways, because he's not even involved in this whole deal, and he's kind of chiming in. I'd rather I just feel like the Orioles aren't a team that usually has those kind of things to. Say, um, I don't think that uh, Buck was thoroughly because if you looked at his press conference after, I don't think Buck was really ready to wanting to talk about this. This is something like when, remember when the Red Sox were quote unquote sick and they're the only team that's ever been sick before, and all we heard about how sick they were. And yeah. Buck said, "Well, we, you know, everybody gets sick. You know, we we just don't seem to talk about it as much as other teams." I feel like the the Red Sox are looking for anything to fire themselves up about, and maybe this is maybe this is it. But my whole thing on this is this. If Kimbrell's in the game, he's not doing that because they know they're going to get a suspension, right? Barnes, they don't give a crap if Barnes gets suspended for five games, whatever it is. I think, honestly, I think Farrell should be suspended, in my opinion, because if he didn't tell Barnes to do that, and that's just on Barnes, well, first of all, you could throw Barnes right out of the league and no one would care, not even his parents. But here's my thing on that. Farrell, it came from Farrell. 100% came from Farrell. He came in that game with the, with the idea of if Manny comes up, this guy can kind of get him. And you could tell me all about where that um, catcher was, quote unquote. 
I think it's even worse that the catcher was faking like he was going to speed on the outside corner because the first his first instinct, if you see it, is he starts to almost stand up as if he knows that where that pitch is going to go too. So frame by frame, if you really want to break it down, it's not even close to pretending to me that they didn't try to hit him. I'm okay with them hitting him, Zach. That's the other thing. But dot him on the ass. Dot him on the leg. Do it in a professional manner like the Orioles would probably do, and you wouldn't have this problem. The problem is, is what you talked about. We're putting people's life in jeopardy. I don't care if it's Manny Machado. Or I don't care if it's Ryan Flaherty. Honestly, I don't care about $400 million what Manny – it's a player's livelihood, let alone their actual life that you're dealing with with a 95-mile-an-hour fastball when the guy cannot protect himself outside of a helmet. That, to me, is the biggest issue here. I don't care who it is. It doesn't matter. But because it's Manny, it's, it's magnified. Because of Pedroia, because it's the Red Sox and the Orioles, two teams that probably are going to battle in this division um, for this, this whole time – I think that's where we got to start figuring out at what point do we start taking these things a little bit more serious, Rob Manfred, stop worrying about trying to speed the game up. How about you start worried about trying to police your own game and taking care? And the only way that's going to happen is you've got to have some serious consequences for somebody. Cause I tell you this, if Manny did go to the mound, he would have got six games. And yeah. let me, let me ask you this, who would you rather have out for six games, Matt Barnes or uh, Manny Machado? Right, right. And that's that's what's frustrating about all this is is they would end up getting the same suspension even though right. well, one's a guy who uh, you know ends up being the the scapegoat after somebody told him to do it I mean yep. uh, or and the other guy's uh, you know a, a star on on his team who is going to end up being out for the same amount of time Tell me uh-huh. why you're frustrated by Zach Britton's comments because I completely agree with everything Zach Britton said In fact. I think Zach Britton shares the exact same comments that that I shared earlier about Pedroia. Well, I just don't think if for any reason Zach has nothing to do with it. So there's really no reason for Zach to even comment. Um, I'm not sure why Dan Conley was went to Zach to ask him. Um, but he's on the team. He's 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 on the team, but he's not. It's not even like he was even involved in any of this. This and I guess my whole thing sure, is Zach. But sure, he is. He's, he's teammates. That's the the whole story here. Is is about leadership and teammates and he says you know specifically but britain's not, our leader, but britain's not the leader in the clubhouse well, and that's what he says he says you know when a guy like adam jones tells me uh to do something or not to do something i'm gonna do what he says and and that's you know he's the matt barnes in this whole thing he's the guy that doesn't have the uh the service time that these leaders have that that Pedroia is quick to spout his resume, but then when one of his inexperienced guys goes and retaliates for him, he goes, "Whoa, hold on a second, I got nothing to do with that." And right. Britain's saying, "Well, if he's such a leader, then then why is his guy? Why are his guys, you know, retaliating? If if he truly said not to retaliate." Yeah, I, I will say that. That, that I do respect that that he did say that. I'm I'm reading this quote here where he says, "Same with Chris Davis or Darren O'Day." the guy in my bullpen. If they tell me, do this, do that, I'm going to listen because they've been around the game and they've seen things I haven't seen and you respect their leadership. So I, I see what the correlation is. You're, he's basically saying if Pedroy is this you know, leader and everything, he's got a hold of that locker room. This, w- this wouldn't happen. So he's saying on, on our side that if something, if Adam tells him to do something, he's going to head and do it, that kind of deal. So I, I can see where he's talking about. It's just kind of coming from, in my opinion, it kind of rings hollow because, again, Zach's not really part of this situation. It would be different if, if let's just say, you know, uh, Brock even talked about it. Somebody that was involved in this series, I would like to hear from it. I just feel like Zach's been come out a couple times with comments after the thing up in Toronto and, and just different deals. And I'm glad that he's talking about it. I have no problem 
the Zach. Zach's some guy that will definitely speak his mind, and it's kind of refreshing to kind of hear that sometimes. I just felt like in this instance, it's almost like he added a little bit more gas onto the fire. Um, and and maybe maybe he's right though. Maybe 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 I'm way wrong on Pedroia. Maybe Pedroia is just a you know a huge douchebag behind the scenes. I don't know. Um, but but you're right. They they need to get a hold of that locker room because they're starting to become the Blue Jays over there in that in that um in that locker room kind of. Somebody somebody's got to say it besides me. You know, on a microphone on a podcast with with uh-huh. nine listeners here. I mean, somebody's. You know, I I I see it two ways. Like I said, Pedroia either either told these guys and they didn't listen. In which case, it, he's got no control as a leader. Um, and good, bring that up. Or he's just lying about it. I mean, there. I don't see how there's another option, and I'm glad that that Britain says that too. Even though Britain didn't pitch in this, I'm glad somebody is is going to mention that whole thing. This yeah. happens the other way, like you said. Adam Jones gets drilled, and Adam Jones says guys don't retaliate, and somebody does. I mean, that's that's a huge problem that the Orioles go in and fix. Uh, yep. and that wouldn't happen. So, and, and maybe, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know. I guess I was a little like put off by how many Orioles fans were saying, well, look at Pedroia. I mean, he was the guy, he didn't want any part of this, all this crap. And I'm like, really? Because his guy, you know, had no problem retaliating for him. So he's to blame somehow. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm not saying he's he's definitely not. I mean, everybody's kind of to blame in this whole situation. You can go to Manny to blame if if you think it was a dirty slide. You can do the way that um, Pedroia kind of talked about how he's the big greatest second baseman of all time, and, and how you know this is the way we play the game and that kind of thing. And then you could also blame. There's a lot of blame to go around. I'll tell you this though. I'm happy that we have the manager in our dugout that, that we have. Um, I say that for years, and you could say I'm biased or not. I don't care. It was handled exactly the way that I know Buck Walter would handle that. And Farrell, talk about a guy who has no control of what's going on over there. You think John Gibbons has no control of the Blue Jays? What the hell is going over in that Red Sox locker, locker room, too? I mean, that, that clubhouse is got to be trying to figure out what's going on. I know they're frustrated because they haven't been hitting the home runs at the pace, and maybe they're not on pace with their pitching and all that stuff. I don't care. That was handled very, very poorly, and you're right. Farrell looked like a complete buffoon after the game talking about how it just slipped. And the fact that he actually wanted to try to get that ball, not only a foul ball, but try to get it in play during the, the actual at-bat that, that almost hit Manny Machado in the head, and we all know what was going on. He's just going out there pretending like this is just, oh, well, well, the ball's in play. That should... He's out of control. I mean, he's going to have to get a hold of himself. And like I said, I think he should be held accountable for this situation and give the manager some games as well as the, the terrible cl- – whatever, Matt Barnes, whoever the hell he is, um, some games too. I think Farrell should definitely get a piece of this as well. I, I think he should too. And just on a greater you know, baseball scale, take care of this crap. Like uh, uh-huh. this, this needs to be taken care of. We can't continue to do this. Baseball can't wait – until a guy gets hit in the head on an intentional pitch and kills him or puts him out for the rest of his career uh, uh, until they properly take action against these stupid retaliations. Do it now. Take care of it before it kills somebody. I'm so done with the unwritten eye-for-eye bullcrap in baseball, and they've done so much to protect this game, but... Because a guy says a ball got away from him and his manager says a ball got away from him, he's going to get a couple games and, and we're going we're gonna to give him the benefit of the doubt. And it's garbage and it needs to stop before something serious happens. And well, this, you know, it's great too. And kind of going back to about to hockey, 
hockey, this would have never happened. Right. I mean, if something happened on the ice, like what happened with Ovechkin in game was that game three, we took a tumble maybe on, on the ground there. That was that was taking care of that next shift. Right. So that's one of those things in hockey. They, they have a way to take care of those type situations. Baseball has none of those. And it goes back to the dumb, dumb, unwritten rule things. Why don't we write these rules? Why are these unwritten rules? Where are these things? Zach? I've yet to see this this unwritten rules. I guess if they're unwritten, it's hard to, to see them. Can we write them down? Is there, is there somewhere we can get something along those lines of, you know, an eye for an eye or whatever it is? It should be coming out of control because, like you said, 10 years ago, before Pedroia was Roberto Alomar turning two, the guys were taking guys out at second base and it didn't seem to be a problem. Guys were actually helping other guys up saying, hey, good slide, right? As opposed to now, God forbid you slide a little late. God forbid you try to, you know, break up a double play. I was at some um, Little League games this weekend and we had guys on our team trying to break up double plays. And wow, this is weird. The kids didn't fight or anything about it. They just kind of said, good play, you know, move along. I don't know. It's well, it, again, it, go watch, go watch the, uh, the slide into Jonathan Scope uh, oh, on, on, on Saturday. Nobody I freaking bats an eye. Nobody, nobody says anything. Scope, I'm sure Scope's got you know some nice fresh metal cleat cuts in his leg, uh, and and both of them get up and walk their separate ways, and nobody does anything. I wouldn't want to fight uh, Jonathan Scope if I were you either. <laughs> He's a monster. All right, well that's good. So and by the way, they, the Orioles did take two or three in that series, Zach. They did. I okay. did. I wish <laughs> I wish we were able to talk more about that, but we got to talk yes. about stupid. Uh, 100 years of, of history in baseball, which I love, yep. but sometimes brings a lot of dumb things that we haven't uh, pushed out of this game quite yet. So I also hate that it's Manny, too, honestly, because I'm getting to the point where I feel like he's maturing a little bit, Zach. I feel like there's less of that chip on his shoulder, which I always think is funny that Manny would have a chip on his shoulder when he's probably one of the top five best players in baseball. Um, he turns the best double player of the last 11 years. Who's that, Pedroia? No, uh, Machado. I know he's only been in the league for... <laughs> well, he probably would turn one of the best double plays if he ever played shortstop. Um, but it's just, it's just, I don't know. I just I just don't want it to be a part of us. I, I hate that we're involved in any of these, you know, these skirmishes that continue to kind of kind of pop up sometimes. I don't feel like we're a team that is a yapping team. Um, I feel like Manny is, ta- I feel like Manny is, has a target on his back, whether he's brought that on himself or not, Zach, that's just what it is. And I feel like, like I said, if that was Adam or anybody else in the Orioles on, on Friday doing the exact same thing that Manny did held holding uh, Pedroia up and the whole bit, I don't think this thing would have materialized the way it did over the weekend. I think people, I think Manny runs people the wrong way. I think people also in Baltimore have to be honest, if Manny Machado was playing on another team, would you like him? Yeah, I get that. So uh, uh, he's on my team, and, and I love him. And, and I've said I, I think he plays the game the right way. I think he works his tail off. I think there's a lot of a lot of things that um, he's maturing, right, Zach? I feel like that 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 word continues to get thrown around, but you know, it, maturing at 24, 25, whatever it is, Zach, it's kind of hard to do that when uh, you know you're just playing the game and, and everything has come to you in this in this way. And he's been really, really good at what he has done on the field, and maybe off the field it's a little different, but I feel like on the field. He does things that you you just can't you can't tell your kid. Hey, hopefully try to do that right. He's got talents that none of us can have, and to be able to almost have that taken away by a stupid pitch is sometimes, as you pointed out, is just they've got to clean this up. It's got to stop. It's yeah. got to stop. And they, I guess, part of my frustrations this morning is that I know it's not going to. Is that no. I know, you know, he's gonna he's gonna get a light suspension and. Nothing's gonna happen to Farrell, and uh, this this what whole it, it's Boston gonna it's gonna drag weekend. on. This whole thing is gonna drag on, yeah. and these two teams play again. What next weekend? I think May May first or something. 
Yeah, we go to Boston and the uh, the AL East continues. Do we play the AL East all year? Pretty much. I'd be fine with it. We're dominated. Pretty much. So that's where I'm yeah. at. Um, so are you? But you're excited about May the Caps first. I am excited about the Caps. Yeah. Yep. They yeah, we're playing. gonna. We head right on. We get new. Tampa the next three, off day Thursday, then to New York, and then to Boston in the middle of the week, uh, like you said, May 1st through the 4th. So that should be interesting up there, see what happens, if anything is to kind of – I think this this narrative will be brought up that whole week. And and, and finally for me, Zach, that I want to just kind of touch on is the media, the Boston media, as you pointed out earlier. You guys aren't on the team. And I'll tell you this. I love Rockabaco because of what Rock does. He reports – the news rock doesn't give you commentary on what should and shouldn't happen. If you haven't watched, if you haven't gone to Pete Abraham's um, Twitter, just go ahead and go back all the way to Friday and take a look at what that complete cartoon character like guy writes in his, in his Twitter. You would think that he's like in the dugout. He might actually, do you think he has a locker like Brady? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if he'd fit in it with his big old cartoon size head. I don't know if that would even work, but just go ahead and go take a gander at that. If you want to get yourself fired up and take a look at what a quote unquote professional in the media was talking about on Friday night, talking about, well, Manny's going to get his and you know, we're going to have to get him and guarantee Manny gets hit and blah, 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 blah. Just get a hold of yourself, report the news, right? Report what's going on in the game. Less about you, Pete. It was a little crazy how that whole thing was handled by uh, mm. the media. And even Buck Showalter talked about it on Friday. He, oh, yeah. I mean, he was. But Buck doesn't read the news, Zach. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> of course not. Neither do any yeah. managers. No. Yeah. Uh, Farrell's probably, probably having a good time up in Boston today, though. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he is. Well, I mean, why would he didn't he didn't do anything wrong? What? That just wrong? slipped, Zach. Just yeah. Slipped. And that was and ball was probably in play too after it came off Manny's bat after right. almost. That's good. Way, yeah. to, way to class it up. Stay classy, Boston. Good times. Good times. Yep. Well, we're going right. to some good times this week, though, for sure. We're going to get some uh, – maybe do a little Wacky Wednesday. We're going to do a little show. Maybe uh, maybe Patrick Guthrie might join us this week. Uh, we're definitely going to have to preview pins, caps starting Thursday. First game's Thursday. Drop the puck at Verizon Center Thursday, 730. Thursday, Saturday, your first two games in that series. So that's going to be fantastic. Uh, Orioles – uh, take on Tampa Bay tonight. Your boy Habaldo is on the bump tonight, so we'll see what kind of box of chocolate we get with Habaldo tonight against Chris Archer. Um, Rays hitting the ball a little bit, too. They're not just your old Rays anymore. They've actually got some guys in their lineup. Brad Miller's been on fire if you're into DraftKings and um, Dickerson and some of those other guys, Sousa. So the bats are coming to play here. Um, interesting series with the Orioles. Um, I know it's not it's not the Red Sox, so you know maybe you're not going to have that that passion that you would, but you got to take care of business against this Rays and uh, continue to uh, stay Stay on top. Like I said, the Orioles are not winning the pennant in April, but they're definitely not losing it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So looking forward to a good week. Jabby Burns, always good talking to you, my friend. You too, pal. For Jab, I am Zach. Thank you so much for listening to Baltimore Sports today. Enjoy your Monday. Talk to you again tomorrow.